This is React Podcast. I'm Chantastic. This week, Gantt Laborde tells us how to present ourselves well digitally. In the world of online conferences, streaming, and meetings at a distance, your screen presence is your only presence. Then we take a 180 degree and talk about machine learning and leveraging it to find Nicolas Cage. You're going to love it. Now, we tried something very new this week and streamed this conversation live on YouTube. If you've been clamoring to be a part of these chats in real time, uh, check out our channel on YouTube. It's brand new, so we don't have a special URL, but uh, a link will be in the description. And if enough of you subscribe, we'll have a nice memorable URL soon. This episode is sponsored by Infinite Red and Retool. Every week, I'm telling you to hire the thoughtful and experienced developers at Infinite Red. And Gant, our guest today, is one of those developers. Now, maybe you've heard about machine learning and the potential it has to revolutionize the product you make. To leverage that potential, you could send a few of your people off for a few weeks to read research papers and be only marginally closer to a user-facing feature, or... You could hire Infinite Red and gain the expertise they already have. That means more time delighting customers and less time reading white papers. And because they put so much emphasis on teaching, you'll walk away an expert too. Infinite Red have been working with companies like yours to design, build, and ship quality apps for 10 years. Start or refer a new project with Infinite Red and get $750, plain and simple. To find all of the ways that they can help you build the app of your dreams, visit reactpodcast.infinite.red. Retool helps you build internal tools remarkably fast. If you want to know how fast, go right now to retool.com slash reactpodcast. Now, internal tools. I bet you have experience with a few internal tools, and I'm guessing that experience is very bad. Polished internal tools are never a priority for businesses, which is a real shame. Internal tools are where we fix problems, delight customers with fantastic support, and avoid those pesky requests to just change this field in the database. Your internal tools don't have to win awards, but they should be good, complete, reliable, and fast to build. With Retool, you get all that. Retool is a drag-and-drop interface creator for engineers. It empowers you to build the internal tools you need in hours, not days, and gets you back to diligently obsessing over public customer-facing features. Connect Retool directly to an API or database, then drag the resulting elements right onto the canvas. You can use SQL to make the queries, and JavaScript works just about everywhere. It's brilliant. To get started, visit retool.com slash reactpodcast. Retool, the fastest way to build internal tools. Gant Laborde, welcome to React Podcast. Good to be here. Happy to be here. <laughs> hey, so first and foremost, I just have to say uh, thank you because, you know, Infinite Red has been like a huge sponsor of the show, making the show possible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These things don't happen by themselves. <laughs> and uh, and I I know that you've uh, been instrumental in just kind of yeah. making sure that you continue to support the show. And so I just wanted to say, you know, having you on, thank you. Oh yeah, thank you for you know. Let me let me just say that we we love finding ways to kind of give back to the community. We love finding you know artistic and creative instances. But um, this has been one of the podcasts that we've continued to fund because it keeps sending people our way. So oh nice, um, kudos to you as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. That's uh, that's good. And I'm glad that people are getting help um, from you because you guys are just really um, doing some cool stuff, really good um, experts you. in the industry and kind of keeping track of all of the all the technology and how to help people kind of bring their vision to life. And uh, yeah. so it's a good, good little partnership. Yeah, it's rewarding. It's rewarding work. <laughs> now, before we kind of actually jumped on the official part of this call, um, we were talking about uh, streaming stuff. Yes. And... Just kind of how the world has changed so mm-hmm. much, like in the last year, and kind of all of the ways that it's required um, people who people like yourself who have yeah. have traveled the world, giving a lot of talks, kind of engaging with people in a certain way. You've had to totally change the way that all works. 
and we, we kind of naturally fell into this gear talk and I just thought it'd be <laughs> kind of fun to, to start with that. I think we'll probably talk about AI a little bit later, but yeah, what are you like, how has this year been different from previous years for you as someone who's regularly going out into the world, kind of engaging people um, via conference and whatnot? Yeah, I can tell you specifically, one of the things that we used to do, I, I wasn't in a lot of sales calls for a while. And uh, you sort of my presence was get a pretty good camera, get a pretty good microphone, and you're good. You know, as a, <laughs> as a person motivating a team, you don't have to do too much more. Sure. But I, I started finding that now that we exist in this, this is just yeah. our reality. Like all yeah. day I'm staring at stuff. <laughs> it's really gone up in value. This is where yes. all the eyeballs are. This is where if you put a little bit more time and energy into your production, your value, your microphone, your lighting. As you can see, uh, you know, those in the podcast, um, <laughs> just imagine the most beautiful palace in the world. But those of you on video... <laughs> You can see, like, I have special lighting for my background now. Just yeah. all these different ways that have actually kind of stepped up my game. Um, and I, it really does make a big, big difference in, in sales and in um, in virtual conferences, man. Yeah. Like, it's just so fun. I mean, we could be in a chat now, and I'm just like... Wow. And to get Owen Wilson in there. <laughs> and, you know, like, if you make a good point, I want to be able to... It's key. Like being able to do that increases the bandwidth of this, you know, like take advantage. I would never have that available in person. But now I can have all the toys. I think those might be the, the, the first sound effects on React Podcast. So, uh, <laughs> I I've, I've done the, I've opened the curse. You opened <laughs> no one no one's supposed to open that. It's too late. Now it's now it's even worse. <laughs> I did it. I'm in so, trouble now. So I'm curious, like, what is that like? Like, obviously, you've gone through the and I've done the same. And so we we're kind of talking about yes. a lot of gear. And I totally agree that, you know, this is like, you know, everyone jokes about how you can now like you can show up for a meeting in like just a shirt, right? Like you don't have right. to wear pants. <laughs> right. And I think that in one way, yes, we've been able to kind of um, like remove like you don't have to wear a suit anymore, right? You can kind of right everything. The expectations are a little bit different. But the technology involved in how you present yourself and how you're heard via a microphone and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff has um, our expectation is like rapidly growing, going up for that. And yeah. I find that super interesting. Um, I'm curious, kind of as you have done that kind of at the level that you've been doing it, what's some of the gear that that you've found a lot of success with? And then also yep. like some of the stuff that you're eyeballing for people who also want to present themselves better in their sales meetings or their yeah. you know, virtual team meetings, all that kind of stuff. Well, I could say like, I mean, you, you've always got fantastic audio. Like when your audio comes through, I imagine you've got some tricks, maybe even have some software <laughs> EQ and give it just a little bit of reverb or something. Because something about uh, giving, you know, I'll, I'll admit, first things first. Hey, everybody, I'm Gant. I do not have an amazing voice. My voice is far from something where people would say, wow. But but a lot like my voice, uh, my name, is that you could spot my voice from across the room. Mm. And that's sort of like what I, I want to collect that. Sure. I want somebody who I met at a conference to say, I think I know that dude. Or, <laughs> you know, I, I heard this talk. I want that to come through crystal clear. So um, I switched from one of those, you know, the Blue Yeti, which is mm -hmm. this USB. You don't have to worry about it. You just set up and everything is kind of nice. And you put it on cardioid for your chat and you start chatting it was really awesome to have that for a while. And, you know, you always have this premise. You could always buy a guitar and play into it as well or whatever kind of pipe dreams come along with every microphone packaging. Um, but then I was like, my, my trick here is my voice, my communication yeah. with you. And so then I invested in an actual real voice-specific microphone, which is nice. what I have now. And it stays directly out of frame because I don't like it to distract. But right underneath my actual video frame, I do like it to distract. <laughs> yeah, it it does look cool. I mean, you got to admit when you have cool. something yeah, like yeah, that, for sure. it does show. It's it's a little bit of what is it like? You know, it's a little bling bling, right? That you're showing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I you know if I could, I'd be like, oh yeah, this this, and then actually I have a lot of cool things I wish I could show. 
uh, like like the the Yamaha DAC and the Stream DAC and stuff like that, yeah. which we can totally get into. Um, but what I really like about this is that my voice, whatever body it has, whatever character it has, it's coming through. And, and yeah, if you've yeah. spoken to me in person, it feels like you're speaking to me now. And my inflections, my voice, it, it's, it's there. And I think that's great because we kind of need that human connection right now. Yeah. So so yeah. letting that through is pretty important. Yeah, I totally agree. It's, it, it's you know, it's so funny because people t- come up to me at conferences and they're like, well, actually, they come up to me at conferences and they're like, you know, you sound kind <laughs> of like the, the React podcast host, but you sound drunk. <laughs> do you speed up these podcasts so no like you're like 1.2 speed and no one actually knows <laughs> well no everyone just listens on 2x so they're, oh. they're listening like super fast and they're like they hear me in person and i just sound like i'm like <laughs> very much slower so um, yeah, i'm not really a fast talker for the most part i i, I kind of draw things out a little bit um, but yeah, so that's always kind of like a funny, funny thing. Like people recognize the voice, but the speed is like, well, you sound like a slow version of, uh, of, of that guy. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just waiting for somebody to come tell me like, I thought you were taller or something like that. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that's when you've made it. So yeah. 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 I thought you were taller. <laughs> so, so, uh, the, yeah, I, I've leaned into the voice. I've leaned into the video. I've leaned into, you know, being able and then, of course, my characteristics, probably the time I should spend into purchasing something a little bit more like sound dampening or higher quality mm-hmm. or better lighting. Actually, I've really played with my lighting a lot. I've written two blog posts, by the way. Nice. About exactly this. So uh, on the Google Developer Expert blog, um, I published Improve Your Virtual Presence Video and Improve Your Virtual Presence Audio. And those those are two great things because... Um, you know, a whole bunch of experts were really just confused on what to do. And I was like, hey, here, here's my path forward. I uh, documented it all. Check it out. And yeah. uh, it's it's been really nice. But now I spend a lot of time figuring out how to make things more silly. <laughs> 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 and therefore, I bring the sound effects. Yeah. So what are you using, um, I guess, right now for uh, your lighting effects and then yep. also for your soundboard? Yeah, yeah. So for for lighting right now, I've got uh, my classic is I bought this barn door kind of old style light that I hooked up to oh, cool. uh, my my Amazon Echo and I used to turn on and that was like the full amount of my lighting every day. It was giving me lighting from one side. And then I've stepped it up since then. I got the Elgato um, like a uh, key light. Yep, and that's that's doing my that's so right my now. wimpy one is now my 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 secondary light. My key light <laughs> is the the Elgato, and I've got it all like wrapped right here into an interface, so I can turn them on and off. Anybody who's nice. watching the videos, seeing some stuff happening, and and then the last piece of it is that um, I don't have a lot of space at my house, so I had to spice up what I had, and so I painted my door red and got some um, RGB LED lights. Nice. And just toss those behind me and I can turn those on at any time and turn into hypervision. <laughs> that's so sweet. Yeah, I like I love your I love your setup. I think maybe for anyone Thanks. listening to this over audio, we'll probably have to like uh do a a, a screenshot or something like that so they can kind of oh, yeah. see see what you're rocking because it's really it's really nice. Thanks, man. <laughs> you know, one of the things I think is really cool is uh I turned to my team and I said, What's what's off? They're like, can you move that that stupid bin behind your head? <laughs> and I said, no, I cannot. That is basically overflow from having a kid. And, <laughs> and they were like, oh, okay. Well, you need some symmetry brought back. So paint that white door red, and 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 do this and do that. And I just kind of like chat with my team, and we're really open about it. And someone will be like, you know what, you need this, and I just keep adding different things. And over time, anything that you consistently wake up and think about becomes your reality and that's just how it's ended up here this is interesting because it's kind of like you know using our analogy it's kind of like the like the modern suit i guess but like yes you would you would never like say to someone like oh hey like 
your suit is Jack. Like you need to do like another color, right? But like it's it's way less personal when, when it's like your room, yeah. right? Like, hey, your door, you got to, you know, like spice that up a little bit. Um, right. It, it like comes that. back to the why on why, mm-hmm. why, why were people wearing suits? You know, you, you didn't, it was no way for you to sniff them on Facebook or, you know, like to, to go watch their profile. You kind of had to do a cold read. Yeah. And a cold read is, you know... Uh, suits and it says like this is success I can take care of myself and I can take care of you is what it used to say in some some weird primitive regard I assume <laughs> and now um, having this this is my technical suit this is like hey if I want to make something a little bit better I can do that that's, yeah. a, good, that's a good analogy <laughs> well thank you thank you um, yeah. so the uh now i'm curious um you know as you're doing these virtual conferences um have you come across like some really good you know f- for people who are listening to this they have a meetup mm-hmm. um they have some kind of event that they'd like to continue on have you found pieces of software that work better for these live <laughs> events than others um things that they should avoid yes um, <laughs> i know yes. like for us right now we have um you know my my company has like a meetup and they've been trying to figure out how to go virtual but like the tooling can be really difficult and it's yeah. it's awkward yeah, yeah, yeah. um so yeah so what what has worked well for you as kind of a guest and a speaker yeah i can tell you a thousand percent here you go conferences who are trying to recreate conferences online are failing they're not <laughs> failing failing there's just it's like everything's at 80% hmm. of what you want and so you're you're not getting anything you're not leaning it. You're, you're wearing a virtual, you're wearing the wrong virtual suit. You know, <laughs> you're trying to get a hallway track. You're trying to get exclusive Q and a with a speaker. And so you've got stages. Uh, people can migrate between stages. Um, it feels very lonely. Mm. Uh, we've forgotten the humanity and trying to mimic a giant conference center. And I will say quite specifically, my favorite online conferences have been the ones that group people together and get excuses to agitate and get people together. One of the advantages you can have uh, at a virtual conference is the ability to absolutely talk during the conference. You can't do that in person. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's kind of rude you know, if you're just sitting right. there having a whole conversation during it. What I love during these virtual conferences is the chat going crazy you need somebody who's fun you need a meme master you need some energy and you need to pump everybody into the same spot so that someone's like i don't want to miss what they're going to say about this person you know characters are built and and destroyed in the chat alongside these virtuals and i think that when you're trying to make this giant space because you have infinite space on the internet you're putting too much distance and I've seen some really cool conferences try to do some really cool stuff and have four technological hiccups, but pull off this really grandiose thing. Yeah. And no one really ever left there meeting a new person or having a new favorite talk. Um, But then there were some conferences that were basically like, here's the Zoom URL and here's the Discord (laughs) chat. And it was amazing. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it's you know it's really interesting because it feels a lot more at that point like the the value of live streaming. You know, you mm-hmm. you see you go onto Twitch and you you know hit any of the trending channels and it's like you know it's maybe a topic that you're not necessarily interested. In, but like seeing that chat yeah. just like fly by and seeing all the yeah. excitement like it gets you hyped. It does. It does. Yeah. It's like some kind of you know what it is. There's a reason why TV shows still have a laugh track, right? We all know those people who were recording that laugh were recorded in the 70s. Half of them are dead. Like, no one... Like, I know when to laugh, but there's something uh, community, there's some oxytocin that gets released yeah. by hearing a group of people having a good time. It's why I could listen to a track of just people having a great evening at a coffee shop and it can make me feel a certain way. Um, I think that we need to think more on that front. We need to think more human because that's where I'm really having my most fun with these online conferences. 
<laughs> I'm really having a blast meeting somebody who can find the funniest thing to post on every talk. Or or when something goes terribly wrong, the community comes together and laughs about it instead of there being an awkward silence. Yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. it's a way cooler way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super interesting. It's you know, it's it's really hard to I think as you mentioned earlier, we're trying to artificially recreate the things yeah. that we know um, instead of embracing the things that are great about online streaming, um, the things that were kind of awkward about <laughs> yeah. conferences, right? Like, you know, you had to choose before, right? Like if you wanted to like listen to the talk yeah. or like go to the hallway track, like you had to make a decision. You couldn't like just yeah. sit in the talk and then chat with your your homies about the talk right. or like whatever else seemed interesting or play your sound effects or like throw your memes. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and it's a much more like, I guess, even if it's not collaborative between, you know, the person speaking and the the people in chat, um, it is like a, a, a much bigger like, experience right like even if they yeah. can't respond directly to what's happening um having that collaborative environment that kind of like event is exciting and right. uh you know it's it is something we should be kind of like chasing as we create these these new event places yeah i'll i'll, I'll even say that sometimes the streaming being 20 seconds off you know is, mm -hmm. is still okay but you kind of as a speaker I always enjoyed getting some feedback from my audience. I enjoyed yeah. looking at them, seeing a not saying a joke and then seeing a smile. And <laughs> with a chat, you could do that with an emoji in a second. But if my talk was recorded, I understand it saves the sanity of the <laughs> sure. conference organizer, but it also it it costs a little bit. It costs a yeah. little bit there. Now I can go there and be in my own be at my own talk and troll myself. Uh, that, that, so I, I, maybe I am leaning in the right way there uh, by doing things that you could never do <laughs> if you were uh, if you were giving a talk live. And I think that's the cool thing is like we have to find these things that the computer gives us um, that we wouldn't have there rather than trying. I, I, I promise you, so many people didn't get the right code typed in or the site crashed at the wrong time yeah. and they just said no one's gonna know and they just closed it out and they yeah, didn't yeah. even go to a conference they were gonna go to yeah i yeah. know that's happening i saw i see numbers from day to day of certain people and certain conferences that in attendance had three thousand people they go online where it's worldwide and it drops to hundreds yeah yeah right yeah, well, it's, you know, it's definitely interesting. And I think that it, it changes the way that you need to run these events, too. Um, I, I mean, like, even right now, this is the first time we've ever tried to, like, go live. And we're, like, yeah. streaming. Yeah. But also, um, you know, I, I've i never had to, like, try to manage a conversation and then also, like, chat <laughs> at the same time. And so I'm just not today. Um, right, right, but, right. Like, you know, having... <laughs> having that person who's like sitting there kind of like, you know, picking up the trends, like seeing, you know, what should we talk about? And then like passing that to, yes. you know, the, yeah. the, the guest and the host, um, you know, having that third person really does help facilitate a lot of these things and kind of make You're it right. feel a lot more cohesive. You know, I actually did a uh, video cast back in 2013. We only did about six episodes uh, before the technology actually went away. That <laughs> it was all about. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Um, we had one of my friends was technically set up as the cameraman and uh, was able to control which which screen had focus, oh, who cool. was talking. So it kind of had like that movie J-cut and L-cut style. And another aspect of it is, is that when the chat showed up, it was pre-digested questions and chat information. Nice. Yep, yep. So I think that like what's funny is you know how they say you're never, you can't go to college for the jobs that are going to be available in a decade. It's, <laughs> right. it's kind of like this. It's like we, we're making up the new rules as we go. Yeah, that role of producer is just like critical now. Like yes. I think everything, you know, there's been a lot of opportunities, you know, when things aren't live to kind of have that. Uh, let th that gap in between, right? Where you do the recording yeah. and then you do the editing and and then you put it onto the internet and then you deal with comments and all that kind of stuff. Right. And now all that happens at once and like it's just too much for one brain to really like process oh, yeah. altogether. Oh yeah, no, I, I agree. As well as as our project manager uh, Jed says, uh, "Oh good, now I'm doing uh, I'm I'm half-assing two tasks." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Multitasking. Yep. Well, um, thank you for this. This was super fun. Yes. I'm glad that we got to talk about this because it's something that I'm trying to figure out now for for React Podcast. Because it's like I didn't think about it before because it's like, oh, you know, whatever. It's a it's a, you know audio show but like people who kept coming on kept asking me like oh is this gonna be like live stream because it's just becoming like more yes. and more the norm um and i just I, I thought you know what the hell let's uh let's give it a try let's see how it goes as a, as a host i think it's really awesome and i mean i mean for instance like i mean if i need to turn into a, a glowing monster <laughs> at any moment it's it's kind of nice like this this could really emphasize some stupid point i'm trying to make <laughs> Uh, oh man you know our listeners are in for a treat treat this time it's very uh it's a very uh different episode today i love it yes, indeed so i want to talk uh with you this is a this is just a hard cut just a straight departure yeah. from kind of what Sounds we've been good. talking about but um you know you've been doing a lot of cool stuff in ai yeah yeah and i wanted to have get your perspective on it because i think that you as a developer, as someone who's doing a lot of React and React Native, mm-hmm. have um, a lot of empathy for how yes. uh, concerning <laughs> or uh, <laughs> how big like AI yeah. and machine learning and all this kind of stuff is for for those of us who just identify as designers or front end engineers or whatever. Um, right. So, I guess tell me tell tell me a little bit about kind of like how you think about it. As yes, you know, someone absolutely. who's been doing a lot of front end type stuff. Well, I could tell you, um, I hated AI. <laughs> I straight up hated it. I hated it. Um, we, I made a game back in the day where uh, we would play, and uh, you would have two people, and you just hand the mouse one to another. And it was a game that we saw at an arcade, and we were like, "That's really cool. We can make that." Went back home. Me and my friends, we made that game. And then we said, okay, well, now it's time to make it so that you can play, you know, like handing the mouse back and forth. It's just stupid. It's like time (laughs) to fix it. Um, And then I can tell you, I started learning about the Minimax algorithm and AI and a bunch of stuff. And I was like, uh dumpster fire we're gonna write the network code and a website so that you could find other players online and instead of writing ai because it was just i mean just looking at it was bad uh <laughs> we wrote networking code and a website so that you could join another person and wait in a game and then play the game against another person oh cool and that was way easier and way more fun and way more rewarding yeah than writing the minimax algorithm which i know is like the basics of like board game control sure but I didn't, I just, I was not amused. I was not entertained. <laughs> I was not okay with it. It sounded like a lot of data management. And so um, for a long time, I did not enjoy AI. And also neither did the world, <laughs> to be yeah. fair. To be fair, no one actually cared about it for a long time. Until recently, it started doing things that no one has ever done before yeah and now my brain's back in like i'm like (laughs) what you can do that with ai uh oh i'm gonna try on you know what would i look like with purple hair well i can pull out photoshop and kind of see with some really bad skills or i can pull up the the hair dye app and instantly change between 15 different hair dyes and say like oh purchase button and you're done yeah yeah, so super cool. Where where we're going, and that 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 got me. That that just yeah. got me. I was hooked again. It is interesting because I think maybe something that differentiates, like, or is a dividing line for a lot of people that are identify as technologists, or like kind of just pro, like raw programming or like computer science. Yeah. Like, there's a grouping of people there, um, but then there's some people who got into programming because it was the best way to make a product, right? Yeah, and I think they that, want to do something. Yeah, exactly. And I think I I think that this you know, it, it sounds to me like you kind of identify as that second mm-hmm. group where it's like, yep. I I get excited about the things that I can make. I get excited yes. about the possibilities, you know, and like the the tools themselves are like, yeah, it's cool. I'll get excited about learning it. But like, I need that that focus, yeah. that goal that that helps me like actually utilize the technology in an interesting yes. way. That a hundred percent. I, 
if I couldn't find a real world scenario for how I would use some kind of mathematical thing in school, I would fail that test. So <laughs> I always took longer than everybody because I had to go find out why I needed yeah. to understand what what tangent was. <laughs> what the hell is going on here, cosine? Like, and they're just, oh, you just memorized this. I could never get on board with that. I am, am an avid memory person. And the trick to that is caring about everything that I memorize. Mm. And if you gave me something, I didn't care about it. That's it. It's over. It's, it's <laughs> out of my brain. <laughs> well, I feel like you, um, you found a good problem in identifying whether or not someone was or was not Nick Cage. Yeah, um, that was the most important thing that I probably did for humanity. I think probably. I think so. Well, I mean, because <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Nick Cage is an elusive being. <laughs> He's, yeah, he's trying to steal the declaration right now. I bet it. It's just, <laughs> they're making national. So, funny story about that, by the way. Um, when I, so that's, this is a real thing. This is a real, actual thing that's been made. Wait, it's and, Nick or not? Is that? <laughs> yeah, Nick or not.com. And I first did it in React Native on like the, the native framework for iOS on CoreML. And I was failing left and right. But but here's the thing, you know, um, what was it? Uh, the Hot Dog Not Hot Dog app from yep. Silicon Valley. That was a real React Native app. That was a real thing. Wild. And so I was like, are you kidding me? I can, if I learned AI, I can make stupid things like this. <laughs> and I said, okay, here's your challenge, Gant. Learn AI and find out if somebody's Nicolas Cage or not. <laughs> and I said this as a joke to uh, Jason Langstorff uh, and a couple other people at a conference. And they're like, well, now you have to do it. You have to build that. And that talk that you're giving in September, that's your talk. That's what you're going to do. And I was like, oh, no. So... <laughs> From there, I took so many classes and certificates and took the longest route known to, to humankind. It was very, but I failed my way to success. And absolutely, I had a blast. <laughs> I, this was so much fun. And I was, I printed out a giant Nicolas Cage head that I would hold over people <laughs> and then use the app to see whether it was working or not. Amazing. I had so much fun. I, I submitted the app to the app store and it got rejected. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. The reason was they said it was, um, it was completely useless. <laughs> and I submitted it back with a picture of uh, like the, the app store and the Illuminati symbol next to one another. <laughs> And I, like, I told them, I was like, of course you're trying to keep this national treasure out. <laughs> and then they let it in. No, they, <laughs> they did. did. They did. I don't know. Is it still there today? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. The man. app's still on the App Store. Uh, and there's a website uh, that does a different... And so you could use nickornot.com, upload any photo, and in real time, just, just check it out, see if it oh. is Nicolas Cage or not. You gotta go uh, buy uh, or uh, go download that app right now. I don't know if yeah. you make money off of it or not. No, 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 no. That was that was a purely for uh, a conference talk, and uh, the the way to make money off of it is, hey, y'all, if you want to learn about AI or if you need some AI added to your product, that's probably a little bit less useful than Nicolas Cage or not. Uh, let me know. <laughs> Our company can build that for you, amongst many other fun things. Oh man, so I uh, I want to talk talk a little bit about kind of the 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 main chunks of like yes I, I know that there's like a big difference between like I I know nothing about this dude and, so, and that's so not your fault it's not your fault <laughs> uh, PhD students pop out of the woodwork to tell you that you need to go um, take a a giant you know, course from MIT or Stanford <laughs> and you know I respect everybody that can do the math behind this. Uh, but that's the path I went, and it was not the right path. There's yeah, totally shortcuts. Okay, totally. So, what are the main parts of it? Because I know that like yep. AI and machine learning like are kind of like they've they've started to divide that. Yep. The, I guess the branding, I guess, of that a little bit, <laughs> yeah. or maybe reinforcing it now that like a lot of those have become like buzzwords. Um, yeah, and like so, what is the you know when you're talking yep. about this kind of stuff? What are you specifically talking about? So AI is 
just super classic. Um, anything that's emulating some kind of biological intelligence um, okay. through machinery. And you can make a video game character. As a matter of fact, most games are programmed by people to their skill sets to say, like, look for this, do that. Yeah. Um, it's the giant if-then blocks of, of, of actually writing AI. And, <laughs> like, when uh, I go into Fortnite... It's going to, yeah. like, put a lot of bots in there that are, like, pretty crappy at the game to, like, help me, like, feel yeah, better yeah, about yeah. myself. Like just, you could just write stuff like that. And that that's just AI. <laughs> but the the cool thing that happened was uh, someone said, you know, take a look at our brains. They have these neurons that fire and they're reinforced. And um, this there's this giant graph network, this this feeding network of of sort of like this balanced decision and it it can be trained over time from the things that we see and the things that we do and the chemicals that are released and then someone said like you know we could kind of build something like that where the machine learns from the data rather than explicitly being programmed by a person and mm. that under the umbrella of ai is a s entire section called machine learning and so machine learning is this this concept of um, sort of... Did you ever see war games? It's like... No. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, I'm going to need your nerd <laughs> card. You're going to have to pass that right through the Zoom uh, in a second. But there's, a, you know, where the game... I'll make it uh, up, I promise, I promise. <laughs> please watch that. They have this one scene where he says he sets the number of players to zero so it actually learns from playing itself. Uh, and that's that's essentially like that moment from this movie in the eighties is like a great way of showing this concept that we are now in a world where data is everywhere. Mm. I have so much data. I could. I, do you want volcanoes on Mars? I have the data set for it. I have you. What do you want? We have we have drone uh, data sets and labeled this, and you know a lot of people themselves label their own data and then release it to the world. <laughs> um, and so here we are with this data rich environment. We're then hit with this. Uh, our CPUs are now accelerated by GPUs, so we can handle these extremely large linear algebra calculations in microseconds, hmm. and. You combine all that data with all these GPUs, and you start getting this superhuman-like performance on things. Mm. Things that uh, you would never, ever, ever, ever have an algorithm do before because you needed all this information. It's there now. Throw data yeah. at it, and it gets smarter. Okay, there, you're done. <laughs> uh, and that's the beauty of machine learning. And it, here's, the, here's a good trick to it, by the way, I'll say, is that you're no longer limited by the programmer. You're 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 no longer limited by that. You're limited by what data you have. Interesting. So if I got a PhD in English, and I wrote Grammarly, and you said, "Good job, we love Grammarly. Good job with your PhD in English and your coding skills. Can you go do that in Russian now?" I'm like, "No." Interesting. No, I'm not going to go do that in Russian. But if I taught Grammarly with ten thousand English books, and then we load up ten thousand already electronic Russian books. Uh, and, it under, and it learns Cyrillic, I didn't have to teach it anything. Yeah. And this is where the power of machine learning has really kind of unfolded since 2015, is that we're beating humans. Yeah, so it's like in in traditional kind of programming environments that like we're comfortable with, like I'm thinking about like a database, right? And it's like, yeah. we are the classifiers of information, like the, the developer, yes. the human part of it. Like we say, this type of information is this type of thing, we're gonna store it in this way, whatever. But it sounds like machine learning is kind of the opposite, where you just store data, yeah. and then the machine becomes the classifier. Is that yeah, <laughs> to a certain degree, uh, yeah. And so there's this thing called a model, which is just a function. It's just a function. Huh. We're going to call it a model, but uh, hey, coders, it's a function. <laughs> and what happens is the model is is a magnitude smaller of of this. It is the pattern recognition algorithm is okay. what ends up being in there. And so you can have terabytes of, you know, pictures of poison ivy and pictures of not poison ivy. Uh, and that's it. That's all you have. Poisonivyornot.com. Uh, buy it <laughs> while it's available. And so you have all this information. And 
if I were to code that, that wouldn't be terabytes worth of stuff. You know, I would I would have to kind of sure. figure it out. I would, but I would have to tell it the patterns and the characteristics, and I would code all this stuff, and it would take me a lot of time and a lot of energy. But if I tell it to look through and identify the patterns that most scale something at towards poison ivy and the things that are immediately declassifying it as not. Mm-hmm. And then I, I just let the machine run on my computer for two weeks, running through my GPU. What comes out of that, as, as long as hopefully everything's been properly balanced, is a properly weighted graph of data that when I put the right things in, the right things come out the other side. And that's it. It's, it's basically, and that, that graph is a set of neurons, a deeply connected uh, neural network. And I just, via math, <laughs> just put information in and the correct information comes out. Now, everybody with a PhD just fainted on a couch. And they are very upset <laughs> well, at me for Fortunately, there's that. no PhDs that listen to this show. I don't but it's true. It's like, but I, I, like, I hate to say it, but like, that's all it is. It's a function. Yeah, I've yeah. trained a function. <laughs> that if I give you this photo, you say true or false of it's uh, this thing or another. I, yeah. we, we could stop making the language so difficult and inapproachable. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like anyone who listens to this show week in and week out uh, is, is probably not an ac- academic if they have to listen to me every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'm ready to duke it out if they are. <laughs> so um, this is really interesting. And I'm curious now, you know, you'd mentioned that like the the model is just a function. Yes. So does that make the models like transportable in the same way that functions are? So like yes. if you wanted to have, you know, an app that continued to gain new capabilities, like, uh, you know, if you wanted to extend Nick or not to include other Nicks like Nick Offerman or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, um, are these these functions able to like continue to be like learned and developed. And then yeah. I guess, are they transportable almost like NPM modules where you can just like exactly update to the new model and you're good to go. Exactly. It's a little bit like uh, stack overflow where somebody almost answered exactly your problem and you just need to modify it a little bit for yours. Hmm. So in the world of machine learning, they call this transfer learning. If I were to uh, take my poison IV or not, App. And then I wanted to do something. Uh, let's just let's not even move it very far. I want to know if something's a cucumber, you know, plant or not, mm. or something like that. Now I wasn't trained to do that, but the layers that were trained, the the aspects and the lines from the most fundamental aspect of it, it's just figuring out on the first layers how to find all the horizontal lines, how to find all the vertical mm. lines, what what kind of colors are more important than another. And then later on, it digests these things into, into more refined, specific things. But if I just take this deep-layered network, um, almost all the time, I could chop off one final layer, the one where it classifies it. Okay. It says, I've gotten all this data. I'm pretty sure I'm looking at poison ivy. <laughs> I cut that off and put a new one in its place, I don't have to go back and train with terabytes of data, and I don't have to train for a week. I train with 100 examples for an hour, or, or, or even less. Honestly, it's probably easier to say less, but I don't want to overpromise on that. <laughs> but you've got that for an hour, and, and then now you've got something that can identify if something's cucumber. And they say, you know what? I want to move on. I want to tell the difference between cats and dogs. Yeah. Funny enough, you don't throw away that model. You might need to cut off two layers and just kind of go back a little bit, retrain a little bit further back, um, and it'll find that out within an hour as well. Interesting. The, the truth is, like identifying what certain things are. Uh, yeah, you can repurpose a lot of this stuff. So the interesting thing is these advanced models that are coming out of Google Brain. Um, and a lot of the the cool stuff that's coming out there, the stuff that's out in the open, you can resort to using server farms worth of information and then <laughs> making it do something silly. Uh, like, I guess I could have used that for Nicolas Cage or not. <laughs> that's really uh, motivating, I think, for me, because I think yeah. my whole hang up with uh, machine learning is just like, oh, well, I don't want to, like, I'm not interested in actually training a thing, right? Yeah. Because the, the feedback loop is super low. Like you mentioned weeks, right? For yeah. for certain models to kind of form. Right. And like, that sounds like not super fun for me. Right. But 
when you talk about this, where you can actually share the models and you can just like kind of like pull off a model and actually like use that to make like knickernot.com, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can, you know, maybe extend that to do other nicks. Like this is, um, that part is fun. Like the, like yes. the code sharing and kind of like sharing a model for something and see what people do with it. Like that sounds super exciting. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things coming up now that are specifically geared towards making it even easier. There's some stuff nice. called AutoML, which will help you identify the ability of like what what kind of model would really fit your problem and how much should you really cut off and you know, upload your CSV file and then collect, you know, results. Um, and yeah. I, I know that all the PhD people are like, you can't just do that. It's not a golden <laughs> goose egg. It, it kind of is. And I kind of do. And it kind of <laughs> works. So, you know, I, if I can get to 93% accuracy and I need to go get my PhD to get to 96% accuracy, <laughs> I'm okay. I'll sit yeah. here at 93. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so, Because, well, you know, for our stuff, it's like it doesn't, you know, I think that's the big difference between like, you know, academic stuff and kind of like what yeah. we do. It's like we're just having fun or maybe we want to augment yeah. something a little bit. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. The expectations aren't that it's going to be like 100% accurate, but yeah. like we can use it to kind of improve, you know, our user experiences, just kind of like our day-to-day experiences, you know, cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. like, what's the alternative, man? Is, <laughs> is it go do it all yourself? I right, think right. I'm okay with 4% error, <laughs> you know? Like uh, we had this one client, and so I think I can mention this, where they had, uh, they wanted to do facial recognition, so that way they only sent you pictures of your kid. <laughs> you know okay so like you didn't have to stare at a bunch of photos of other people's kids to find your kid you know during these events you just get photos of your kid mailed to you that what okay you get one photo in a, a hundred that's not your kid oh okay you know sure. I'll, I'll live my life <laughs> And, and the yeah, truth like, is, I, we didn't even have that. It's a little creepy though when you hang that one up, though when you put that one on. Oh the yeah, wall. that like, that one being ex- over the picture of your kid, by the way, <laughs> on the mantelpiece, saying like, <laughs> "Like, wish you were here," written oh, next man. to it, and some. Yeah, the, the don't do that. I found out that that tends to upset the kids. Yeah, <laughs> that reminds me. I mean, just quick aside, that reminds me. Like when I was growing up, my parents bought like one of the model, like the model home homes, and. Um, it came with, you know, picture frames everywhere, like on the walls and stuff with like random people. And we just left them like that for the longest time. And we just come up with these random ass stories about, about who they are. I love this. Oh, dude, that is epic. Yeah, it only got better as we started to like feed in just like a couple pictures of ourselves, right? And they're like, wait, who who the hell is this guy? <laughs> wait, you need to you need to like add the barcode on top of your pictures of your real family <laughs> yeah, yeah, with like uh, the frame dimensions are still in there. <laughs> so it looks like you're just the stock photos, but those are the real people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, hey, um, we're getting kind of uh, to the end of our time here, yes. but I wanted to... Yeah, I am sorry. I could nerd out forever. This, oh, is, totally. this is always fun. So it's, yeah. I mean, we'll have to, we'll have to do this again because this is great, but yeah. um, I know that you've been doing a lot of work um, on helping people learn ML. So where can people go to find your work, to learn uh, ML from you, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Uh, So I did an entire course on how to do this in JavaScript at academy.infinite.red. There's a course there that's 100% free. I would totally get that one. It's basically how to get past all the AI buzzwords in five days. Nice. So AI demystified in five days, free course, comes with a little certificate you could put on your CV and kind of make yourself a little bit, hey, I I got this certificate. (laughs) Uh, And then you just juice up your LinkedIn if you're addicted to certificates, right? Have fun. (laughs) Five days, you got it. Uh, The other one is way more intense on just sort of like saying, you don't know anything about AI, but you understand web. Let me get you started, and let's start building some cool stuff together. And that's a three-week course uh, that we sell. So oh, wow. that one's okay. a good one. Um, you know, actually, I tell you what I'm gonna do. Um, after this, hit me up. I'm gonna send you some free course codes, and you can do a giveaway on your uh, either on the show, or you could do it uh, during some of the tweets here and there. So oh, that perfect. way, y'all better listen to this and some other stuff. <laughs> Because there'll be some free course codes coming up. And so that'll be a lot of fun. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. That'd be super fun. I'd love to kind of share that with them. And maybe we'll do uh, kind of the first round to anyone who hung yeah. out with us um, in, in chat Ooh, for this, uh, this live stream. Nice. Yeah. Well, hey, this has been a pleasure. Where can people find more about uh, you as yeah. you kind of explore ML on the internet? Yeah. Uh, well, I have um, I have all my talking stuff on my website at gantlaborde.com. If you go there, you can find my Twitter, which is Gantlaborde. Uh, you can find all the conference talks. You can find all the fun stuff. You can find all these stupid avatar things I have of me, like shooting lasers <laughs> out of my eyes and a bunch of other really fun stuff. So you could really poke around that site uh, and it'll be fun. So that's gantlaborde.com. And then if you want to, uh, definitely if you want to check out some of the cool stuff we're doing as a company, because we're doing stuff in React, React Native and AI all the time and design and UX, we've really stepped it up over there. So if you go to infinite.red and sign up for our newsletter there, you'll kind of see some more of our, our sellable tasks, which I think are equally as amazing. Um, n they won't tell you where Nicolas Cage is, though, so <laughs> just make sure to subscribe to both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. If you want all the content, you want the full experience, uh, you got you to gotta go both. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Hey, Gant, thank you so much for making the time to be on the show. I really appreciate um, kind of all you're doing, all you're doing to help us learn uh, to demystify uh, ML. And then it's just, you know, always fun talking here with you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm happy to come back anytime. Um, I, I enjoy these nerd-like conversations. And uh, who knows, maybe next time I'll have even more crazy streaming hardware to play with. <laughs> more sound effects, more visual <laughs> effects. <laughs> Bring it on. Sounds good. Cool. See you again. All right. This has been episode 109 of React Podcast with Gant Laborde and Chantastic. For links, notes, and everything, visit reactpodcast.com slash 109. And Gant has been gracious enough to give us some discount codes for his machine learning course, the paid one that he mentioned. Hit us up on Twitter and the first five will get those codes. Thanks to our sponsors for making this episode possible, Retool and Infinite Red. Build internal tools remarkably fast with Retool. Visit retool.com slash reactpodcast to see just how much time you could be saving, how many more support tickets you could say yes to if you just used Retool to do it. Visit retool.com slash reactpodcast to get started. Retool, the fastest way to build internal tools. If you have a project that needs a killer feature that you don't know how to build, hire Infinite Red and work with great folks like Gantt. They'll teach you everything you need to know while you build together. And in short time, you'll be the expert. Infinite Red has been working with companies like yours to design, build, and ship apps for 10 years. Get expert help from Infinite Red at reactpodcast.infinite.red and get $750 when you start or refer a new project today. If you like this show, there's a fast, free way to demonstrate your support. Leave us a review on iTunes. It's the best way for you to let me know what you think we're doing right and what we can improve. Two to three minutes of your time helps us make the best show we possibly can. As always, links and show notes for all episodes are available at reactpodcast.com. This episode was edited by Mikhail Delport. It was produced by Mikhail Delport and Sarah Jackson at Spec, a network to help you level up in design and development. Check out spec.fm for other shows that are sure to fast track your career. I'm your friend, Chantastic. Thanks for listening. We'll be in your ears again next week. Music